What is science? Defining science is actually quite a controversial uh, issue uh, within the philosophy of science. Um, But here's uh, my stab at defining what we mean by science. Uh, It's a fallible human attempt to understand the physical world. Um, It's important to emphasise that it's a fallible human attempt uh, to do that. Um, Science uh, makes progress over time in that understanding uh, by adjusting or even overturning its past understanding of physical reality. It's also um, what would be called a first-order discipline. Um, So science is asking questions like, you know, what is the nature of an atom, say? But when you ask a question like, what is science, or uh, why should we bother doing science, uh, those are questions about science, and those are not questions that science answers about itself. Um, Those are second-order questions uh, that show that you need a discipline like the philosophy of science uh, in order to think about the the first-order discipline of science and how science relates to to other disciplines like um, theology, uh, for example. Um, Very famously, back in the Middle Ages, Thomas Aquinas uh, described science uh, theology as the queen of the sciences. But back then, the word science, or scientia in Latin, simply meant knowledge or a field of systematic study. Um, everything at the university was a, was a science in that sense. But as time has gone on, we've kind of narrowed down the meaning of, of science uh, and applied that to what would have been called natural philosophy, f- doing philosophy about the natural world and, and what is its nature. Uh, so science has come to have this, this more restricted uh, limited meaning uh, and separated itself off from uh, philosophy um, to which it's still related when you ask those second order questions uh, about the nature of science and how it relates to, to other subjects. What is scientism? So scientism uh, is to be carefully distinguished from Science. Scientism is a philosophical view uh, about science that uh, attributes to science uh, the, uh, the, the power of giving us knowledge about anything that we can have knowledge about. So it's the idea that all knowledge comes through science. Uh, It is the view, as Stephen Hawking put it in his recent book, The Grand Design, that philosophy is dead and scientists have become the torchbearers in our search for for truth. Um, So it's the idea that that scientific methodology uh, is the only way to get reliable knowledge uh, about anything. Is science the only way to know reality? So, there are multiple problems uh, with taking this scientific approach to science that says it's the only way uh, to know reality. Um, as the very distinction that we've made between science and scientism 
shows uh, scientism is a, a philosophical view about science that basically says you don't need to do philosophy. <laughs> you only need to do science in order to, to know anything. Um, so you can see there already an, an inherent uh, contradiction uh, within a, a scientistic view of science. What are the problems with scientism? So in addition to being a self-contradictory position, uh, the scientific position, you can only know things through science. Well, can you know that through science? No, you can't, so it's self-contradictory. But here's another problem. If uh, you say you only know things through science, uh, what people often... Uh, boil this down to is the idea that in order for a belief to be rationally held you must have um, evidence empirical kind of scientific evidence for that belief but if you take that as a rule about when beliefs are rational and again apply it to itself so I should only believe belief A if I've got B a set of empirical evidence showing that A is true but why should I believe that B, the contents of B, are real? Or that the contents of B really support view A? Well, in order to have those beliefs about B and for them to be rational, under the rule of scientism, I'd have to have C, a set of scientific empirical evidence supporting those and you can, you can see that we're into an infinite regress. We're kind of just digging ourselves into a bottomless pit. Uh, we can never actually fulfil that demand. So uh, scientism, uh, phrased in that way, generates a, a demand that simply can't be met and would mean, if you, if you took it seriously, that actually you couldn't do science because you could never meet the demand of having a rational belief about anything. Uh, and science, if it's about anything, surely includes being, having rational beliefs about things. Um, so scientism, in that sense, is a profoundly anti-scientific philosophy uh, about science. A third problem, just to, to mention a third problem with scientism, uh, this view that you can only know reality through science, it just seems open to obvious counterexamples. There seems to be plenty of examples of things that we obviously know and, and believe rationally, but which clearly we, we don't believe because of scientific evidence or scientific methodology. Um, and that includes a number of things that you have to, to rationally believe or know in order to do science. Um, so to do science, you have to believe that there really is a, a, a physical world that exists independently of you that you're investigating. But no amount of apparent empirical observation or experience could prove the philosophical idea that they, there really is an independently existing physical world rather than say the, the eastern pantheistic idea that, that all this reality is an illusion uh, you can't decide between those philosophies on the basis of apparent empirical experience or um, the idea that the universe didn't just suddenly pop into existence five minutes ago complete with every apparent sign of age, um, like uh, rings in trees from seasons of growth that never actually happened, and so on. Um, 
by hypothesis, the, the, the idea that the world might have sprung into existence five minutes ago with every apparent sign of age would be completely compatible with all of our empirical scientific data. And yet, I would suggest that we all of us believe and believe strongly and believe rationally that the world is older than five minutes ago. That, that when I'm remembering having breakfast, that's not a false deceiving memory that I'm actually remembering having breakfast you know, half an hour ago. Um, so there are lots of things that we believe rationally that clearly we don't believe because of scientific reasons and indeed that we need to believe in order to be able to do science. Is there a specifically religious way of knowing? Is there a specifically religious way of knowing? Um, I think this is quite a tricky question. Uh, in, answer, in, in answering the question about scientism, we brought up this issue that there are things that we know that we don't know through science. We, there are clearly other routes to knowing things, therefore, and that opens up the question, can there be kind of specifically religious or spiritual routes to knowing things? Uh, and I would say, in a sense, yes, in that, for example, if you have a religious experience uh, and you trust that experience and it's real, then it gives you knowledge about God. Or, you know, uh, there are sometimes that knowledge can be independently checked. For example, when someone has a, a word of knowledge or the, there's a prophecy, a prophet receives a prophecy and they make that prophecy and later on we can empirically test that by saying, did what they prophesy actually happen uh, what are the chances that they were you know, just a lucky guess or whatever um, so um, in that sense I think yes there, there are uh, specifically religious forms of knowledge but they're not what a philosopher would call sui generis they're not, they're not on a kind of knowledge unto themselves different from all other kinds of knowledge um, so when I uh, trust the appearances of my senses or I trust my memory that something's true, or I trust someone's testimony uh, to me about, I don't know, how they're feeling today or whatever. Um, we're uh, exercising trust in the context of having a certain experience of things, and we often don't have to go through some kind of little argument in our minds in order to rationally believe something. We just have what's called a, a, a properly basic belief. That's a, a belief that's basic, because we're not really basing it on an argument, but that we're rational to have. Uh, I don't argue to the conclusion that I had breakfast half an hour ago. I just remember having breakfast and think, oh, what time was that? Oh, yeah, I remember looking at the clock and it was, you know, half an hour different than it is now. I just remember. Um, and it's like that with these kinds of religious knowledge. You just experience God. Now, you can construct arguments from religious experience to the conclusion that there is a God. But that's not what the everyday believer is doing in church on a Sunday in the midst of worship where they feel the presence of God with them. You know, um, They're not going through some sort of philosophical argument. They're just having an experience of the presence of God. Um, and I would say that experience is uh, a way of, of knowing God uh, just as much as these other kinds of uh, properly basic uh, experiential knowledge that we have in other realms.